Welcome to the Ripened Heart Podcast, where we explore the depths of the human psyche through the lens of homeopathy, human design, and astrology for soul-deep healing. Each episode will feature vulnerable and thought-provoking conversations, highlighting healing modalities that help us shift our perspective on what it means to be a healthy and fulfilled human being in today's world. I'm your host, Kaylee Anello. Let's dive into the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ripen Heart Podcast. I am so, so excited about today's guest. I have Casey Denae here. And um, she's an astrologer that I've been loving, um, following on Instagram, I think like two years, maybe more now. And I've just always been so enthralled with her work and um, her mentorship with Dorothy, which I'm sure she'll get into. (laughs) And I've just watched her grow and evolve her business over time. It just keeps getting more awesome, cooler, better. And I'm just so um, grateful to have her on the show today. Um, She is also a cosmic business consultant for entrepreneurs and she uses, you know, things like astrology and human design and gene keys and all of that good stuff to really help you to know uh, what your specific client is, what your niche should be, all of those questions that boggle our minds and, you know, cause us to lose a lot of time (laughs) when we're at the beginning of our journey. (laughs) So Casey, hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I I feel the same way. I've been watching you and it feels so connected. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) awesome. So let's just go into a little bit of your origin story. How did Casey get into something like astrology? Okay, origin story. I feel like um like in a Marvel movie, but I love that. Yeah. Um (laughs) yeah. So like not to get totally into it, but I, I had a a lot of health issues stemming from a really traumatic experience when I was 15. And it all kind of bubbled up in my early 20s. And I was at this point where I was going to die. I almost couldn't get out of bed. I was like 21, 22, couldn't get out of bed. So much pain. I was on like 11, 12 prescriptions, including opioids and just all of the things. And finally, I went to my doctor again and they were like, I remember her looking at me and she was like, you're going to need to have a hysterectomy, number one. And then she was like, and number two, you're going to be on and off pain meds the rest of your life. She's like, this won't be your last surgery. And of course, I'd gone to other people and they kind of said the same thing. And then she was like, and I was 22 and she looked at me and she goes, you should go ahead and start applying for disability. And I was like, I remember going home and going, I can't do this. I cannot do this. And of course, like I'd had those little like sprinkling moments of like the secret when I was like 15 and you know, what the bleep do we really know? And I was like, okay, here's the moment. Like, are you going to put it to the test? And cause I was like, I can't live that story. And so I made a promise to myself that I would give myself one month to fully believe that healing was possible. I could have an extraordinary life. And I think it was like day two of this experiment. I went to a thrift shop. Um, we have this gigantic or flea market, I guess it's an indoor flea market. And there were two books on this bookshelf. And I live in a really small town, uh, not where you find eclectic books at all. And I found one on Ayurveda and one on astrology. And 
that was it. And I, I you know, I, very much the herbalism was attached to it because I, um, I started with valerian. I didn't know anything about valerian at the time. And then I was like three days on the valerian and please don't take this as advice. Um, but I went off all my prescriptions. And then it was like, I don't know, it was like three or four years ago, I was in an herb conference and they started talking about how valerian is used for withdrawal symptoms. Wow. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like you knew you're just led to it. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't even remember like finishing that month. Like I, within that course of that month in that commitment, I went from like, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no way to like, I don't remember when it ended. I don't remember ever having to consciously be like, this is working. It just started working so quickly. Um, but then as soon as I got into it, of course, like very shortly after that, I found out I was a projector, started deconditioning. And I was like, oh, normal is also not on the table. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like normal's not on the table. So when we go into this like story of, okay, if I can heal this, then it's like, okay, how do I create a life that honors me fully? And that's been the journey. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I resonate with that so much. Um, I, I started having, um, chronic health problems kind of my whole life a little bit, but it wasn't something that like took up my headspace until, um, I was, I think I was 19 or 20. So around the same age. Um, and I feel like it was like my, um, nodal return that like kicked me in the butt a little bit, like to, you know, yeah. astrology speak. Um, but it was like, it was very much that where it's like, okay, not only do I have to like figure out how to get well, because Western medicine has like nothing to offer me. <laughs> so it's like, figure it out. And also the nine to five life and everything that you've been raised to believe that you're going to do is just off the table. <laughs> you know, like you're saying, it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, and then, so you get into astrology, Ayurveda, herbalism, and so, um, what, what did you do next? What comes next? Oh my gosh. I, you know, I think everybody kind of goes, through, I, I assume everybody kind of goes, this where you just, you're just like blending everything together. Yeah. You're just throwing everything at the wall. Um, and I, you know, I took like the, I knew that this was part of my path, but at that time, of course, like there's realizations you need to learn, you need to make money. And so I started going into different avenues that weren't business. Like I nannied for a while. I took things that started doing things that I could still honor myself and still keep continuing this journey without having to like full fledged jump in. Mm -hmm. Um, and just playing around, you know, I started growing more herbs. I started wild crafting sustainably, mm -hmm. um, and just making connections in this world. And that was absolutely life-changing. Mm. And you make flower essences too, don't you? Oh yes. Yeah. Did you start doing that during this time or was that later? Um, I would say it was about two years later. Cause I definitely, so I come from like coal miner, like life is rough. Nothing unreal is not real mm -hmm. stock. Mm -hmm. So it, the, I think even getting into flower essences was kind of like this bridge of like, nope, uh, that's not for me. Yeah. Either. Like, <laughs> it was a leap to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, but like all of my flower essences have come either from my farm when we hike, most of them are West Virginia. And then of course, like, um, I made them, uh, on a trip in Ireland and stuff like that. And they're, they're like in a sacred spot in my house. (laughs) I'm constantly making little bottles for people. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. As you know, I'm, um, I think, you know, at least I'm studying homeopathy. And so like flower essences, homeopathy, oh my gosh, it's, it's my love language. And like, I I'm such a firm believer that, you know, the biggest medicine is like where you live and then like Mm -hmm. ancestral line too. So like Ireland, it's like, it's just so potent and it's amazing. Like I've even done this, um, you know, with astrogeography where, you know, if I have a really good line, like (laughs) Jupiter sunlight, I'll like get a wooden spoon and bring it back with me. So like I, I infuse my food with that energy or like, you know, those little things that just make life so much better Mm -hmm. every day. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, that is so genius. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I went on a birthday trip to um, San Diego and it's like the best line for me in the United States. And so I got this olive wooden spoon and this face oil so I can like bathe in that energy every day. And I think that, you know, um, anything that brings just more joy into your life, I think flower essences do such the same thing where it's like, especially when you're kind of on um, transitional paths, which we all find ourselves at this point. It's like things like astrology, things like um, human design, herbalism, all of it is really has the same purpose to like, how do we navigate this life full of ups and downs, messiness, health, illness, business, online business now, when we're all thrown into this Aquarian age, it's like, what are we doing? Like, how do we (laughs) have some sort of compass for this? Right. Absolutely. And I like to think of it, it's just having friends along the way, Mm -hmm. you know, like I very much, so you're going to, it very much with flower essences, I'm not saying it's placebo effect because I've had, like, it's definitely not placebo effect, but also there's something really sacred about being able to mix the magical and the mundane by picking up that bottle or picking out that essence or stirring with that spoon of where you are creating that mind body connection. Yeah. And it just, it makes it so much more potent. Yeah. It's like a hug in a bottle really. You yeah. know, <laughs> It's like, well, this is a little ally that you have on your journey where it's like, things are getting rough. You can just take it and it's going to, you know, make you feel better. Oh my gosh. Yes. A little bit. Sometimes I feel like they can be a little bit of a slap in the face too, but I think they're intelligent like that. <laughs> it's like tough yeah. love in a bottle. We'll say that sometimes, yeah, but you, you know, know, but you're not so alone. And I think it also mm-hmm. creates this, when you start getting into that, especially like the flower essences or even astrology is like, you start looking in the outer world. You start recognizing mm-hmm. plant names. Mm-hmm. You start recognizing you want to look and see when Jupiter's out, like, or mm-hmm. well, you're noticing the moon. And so it creates this other like tether. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even like right now, you know, I grew up on my family farm, moved away I moved back. I'm so attached to that land and I might be moving away. And, you know, it's a big transformation, Pluto transit, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I had this breakdown crying moment and I realized, oh my gosh, but what I love so much about the farm is like, it's the crocus that comes up. It's mm-hmm. the daffodils. It's the peonies. It's the forsythia. And I was like, I can always 
well, I mean, like, I, well, I'm never going to go tropical, but you know, <laughs> like, I can always have, no matter where I go, no matter where my children or grandchildren or great grandchildren go, if you have that, if you can name it, if you can have that connection, you're never alone in the world. And I think that's mm. such a thing that we're going through is, is that loneliness and it's such a remedy for it. Oh my gosh. I love that so, so much because you know, it's like when we're in science class, at least this was my experience. Some people loved science and like more power to you, but it's like, you know, when you're in like, I don't know, these classes, when we were younger, they kind of take the magic out. They take, you know, they give it this names and you're like, I don't care about this. Like, I remember like, uh, in college and biology, we would go around campus and we would look at, you know, all the different types of trees and it was supposed to be an exercise and like different plant types and whatever. And I was just like, I don't connect to this at all. And then I learned about these same trees in homeopathy and I'm like, oh my God, like these are so cool. And there's literally medicine and healing all around us and everything has a consciousness and everything is there Mm -hmm. for us to use to help navigate this life. And, you know, our ancestors knew this, the ancients knew this, and that's why they used astrology and plant medicine. And so I love that this, I feel like it's kind of having a revival right now as people go through, as we go through like a collective dark night of the soul, and we kind of have to be brought back to these things that, um, so just steered our ancestors so well. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think there's this moment, uh, you know, like, okay, so my husband is an arborist. And one of the things that I learned that like so radically changed my perspective was um, when a tree is injured, you can use the same herbs on the tree as you would a human. Really? Yeah. So you can actually, like, if you have a sick tree, you treat it like a, like a band, like you can use plantain and like wrap it and different things. And I was like, and it just had this big awakening in me of like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we are so taught that we're separate from nature. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are nature yeah. too. I mean, that's why this is so symbiotic. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just such a radical shift. And then also that piece of like, we are in the dawning of age and Aquarius. And I, I, you know, I think there's something serious about having this awakening and having this moment where we are reclaiming this because, you know, astrology, birth, all of this stuff, when something begins so much, or even talking about early childhood development creates the development. Mm-hmm. And so for everyone who's being called to this right now, not in a sense of like, I know it's wonderful to think about our lives and our businesses and changing things, but like being able to have this legacy where you can teach this to your children, or you can teach this, like keeping the thread, keeping the flame is something that can change not only right now, but the next, the dawn, the full dawning of this age. And I think that I say this over and over again, and I have, I don't think I've been able to have the weight of it, you know, (laughs) like it's when you're not just thinking about you, it's kind of a big thing. Um, it's this framework, you know, you have to create the framework and the foundation that got lost. So we're kind Mm -hmm. of like reconstructing this solid base that then can be passed down and passed down and just more and more um, build upon itself through each generation. And so, yeah, it's not lost as we go into, you know, because like right now we kind of are like at this interesting precipice where there's more technology than ever being embraced, but then there's also this movement of like, oh my God, I need to put my bare feet in the earth because otherwise I don't feel so good with all the EMF. It's like, 
these polar things coming together. And I think they, they can come together in a really beautiful mm-hmm. way. And so it's just about not losing that connection to the land at the same time as we move forward and utilize, you know, the internet and whatever else mm-hmm. <laughs> comes out when, you know, Pluto enters Aquarius. <laughs> and, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so important to have this foundation now so that we, we stay grounded, not just literally, but just like in our, you know, humanness. Absolutely. And, you know, even on the, like going in, I mean, going into the technology age, there's, you never know what thread's going to draw someone back. So even thinking about video games that have realistic plant identification, for example, it may not be the same thing, but you never know which child is going to do something like that. And then be like, oh, wow, I can find it out here too, you know? So it's kind of like wherever you're called to plant those seeds, remember you can do it in a way that, no matter, even in technology, you can do it in a way that is grounded. Totally. I remember um, when I was growing up, I had this weird obsession with Harvest Moon. Do you know that video game? It's like where you're a farmer and like you raise animals Mm -hmm. and plants and like, I just, I loved that video game and I feel like it like carried me into loving that as an adult. So totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, oh, how do, it's like how to be responsible 101, like in video game form, like <laughs> do your farm chores. Otherwise your, your cow's going to get sick. Like there's consequences if you're lazy. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm much better than this. Tamagotchis that always died. Oh, that was traumatizing. When a Tamagotchi yes. died, I felt like the worst person on the planet. I would be walking home from school and I would check and it just had like the angel wings or like you forgot to feed it. And I was like, and then I had one that was Rugrats, like a Rugrats Tamagotchi. So imagine like killing like Tommy <laughs> as a kid. Oh, my God. oh. <laughs> that should not That's have been rough. made. No, no, it should not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, going back to uh, astrology, you know, it's, I hope you guys are enjoying this chat that we're just going on this winding path. (laughs) I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you guys are too, because this is awesome. Um, so how, how did you start wanting to then like make a career out of astrology and all of these other divination arts? Yeah. So I was at that like point where again, live in small town in West Virginia, really into herbalism, really into astrology, love them together. I had found by that point, I was really onto evolutionary herbalism and I was like, Ooh, it combines. Ah! Um, and, but live in a really small town and it was not acceptable and it's not acceptable in my family. And so I was at a point where, um, I, I had lost my job. It was a horrible job after that. It was the first one I had. I only had it for like two weeks. And it was this moment of where I was like, I know enough that I think I cannot open a business. And I lost my job. And my boyfriend at the time looked at me and he goes, well, you wanted to open your business. Let's go. And so I remember sitting down. It was like my first week at the coffee shop. I was sitting down and I started writing about herbalism and I started writing about astrology. And I was like, total witch wound right to the surface. Mm. And so I had this moment of where I like, I I hadn't really asked for help in a really long time. (laughs) And I was sitting in the coffee shop and I went, all right, creator, if I am supposed to do astrology and it scares 
crud out of me. <laughs> I need a neon clear sign, mm-hmm. neon clear. And I specified it as that because I didn't want like the nice eagle flowing by. Oh my God. What does that mean? <laughs> or like a three, three, three. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, no. I need something much bigger than that. This is a big deal. Um, and it was about two days later. And the only person I'd really told in town that I was into astrology was the guy who worked at my the coffee shop because he was talking about his dreams. I was like, well, if you're into dream interpretation, let me tell you about astrology. And um, he came up to me like two days later and he was like, you need to meet this guy named Chip. And I was still like in my anxiety phase of talking to strangers anyways. And I was like, okay, who's Chip? <laughs> and he was like, he's into stuff like you. And I was like, what do you mean? Like herbalism or astrology? He's like, astrology. And then a couple minutes later, Chip comes in, he's pointing at him middle-aged man balding and I finally was like all right well here it is let's go stand up and talk to him and he goes oh you're the astrology girl and I was like yeah and he goes you have to meet Dorothy and I said okay who's Dorothy and he says well I've been going to her for 30 years um you're gonna love her and he called Dorothy said there's a girl here that does astrology do you want to meet her um and so she set up a time to come in the coffee shop she was like 94 at that time um it was all pre-covid and she comes in, she just, she's on the phone with me. She says, bring your birth chart. And I thought, cool, she's going to read my birth chart. How awesome. And of course, like there was like a two week waiting period between talking to Dorothy and meeting Dorothy and so nervous. And then I'm like, is this my Mr. Miyagi moment? Like, is this my Ishmael moment? Like, is this the teacher? Like, come on. (laughs) So Dorothy comes in with her walker, sits down, asks for my birth chart, does not say anything else to me sits there for like five minutes, does not talk to me, just looks over my birth chart. And she does this terrible thing. Like I love her dearly, but she'll do, she'll make the worst noises in sounds and comments while reading charts. Um, <laughs> it's anyways. And um, she sat down, read my chart. And then she just looked up and she said, well, your son is conjunct my Saturn. I'm supposed to teach you everything I know. Are you ready for that? And I was like, is this real life? Like, is this, am I dead? am I dead? And you're just giving me what I want. Um, and then it turns out Dorothy and I were born one day apart. So not only are, she's got sun conjunct Saturn at the same degree and, um, we are not exactly the same degree, but we're like, it's like 25 minutes off, you know, so it's not like on top of each other, but I might as well be. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and so I had just come off of also caring for my great grandmother before she passed. And Dorothy, of course, was 94 at that time. And so we set up an exchange where she would teach me astrology and I help her with her care. So I do, and I'm still doing this. I mean, she's 97 now. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's going to be with us too much longer, but um, yeah. And she, I mean, she had been doing astrology for 50 years mm. and seeing clients, she used to work in DC as an astrologer. The amount of information that got downloaded over these past few years is going to take me, I would say at least a decade to unpack. Wow. Isn't that so special? It's like, first of all, talk about a neon sign. Can't get more neon right? than that. <laughs> so you got what you asked for. And I, I, I think it's just so special to learn you know, something like astrology through a mentorship, um, versus like, um, you know, something like an online course, which is also fantastic, but there's just something 
you know, it's like we were saying at the beginning of the podcast, these things get passed down generation to generation. And that's very much how it's been with homeopathy for me is like, I kind of went to, I moved from the Midwest to Portland on a whim. I knew I kind of wanted to pursue natural medicine. And then I ended up meeting Doug, my mentor. And he's like, I'll just create a school and teach you homeopathy. Like, <laughs> let's just go, let's do it. I've always wanted to teach. And I'm like, okay. So it's just me and three other women. And we're just like learning homeopathy together. And it's been amazing. And it's like, it's just one of those, like, oh, this is like my path. Like no doubt about yeah. it. Like this is what I, I came here to do. And it's just like smacks you in the face in the best way possible. Like, here you go. Like, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think there's something when you are learning in that way, there's pieces that can come together or click together mm -hmm. instead of like, I feel like a lot of times we're learning these things in like chunks. Yes. And you're not getting the threads. Whereas when you're in mentorship, it's like it all weaves together. Totally. So yeah. That's so true. And, you know, it's, it's like, again, that, that really solid foundation that you can get, like, whereas like, if you're trying to just learn something through books or on the internet, it could be so easy to skip the basics and like, just learn like the really cool <laughs> parts or like skip over the negative parts uh -huh. of your chart or whatever. Like we all have blind spots. So it's like a mentor can be like, right. nope, you have to learn that even though it's boring, <laughs> uh -huh. not the most interesting part or it's just so special. Um, I love that you're learning from her and, and to just have that like relationship where you're also then caring for her. That's just, that's so awesome. I love that so much. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it, it's wonderful. It is definitely wonderful, but I always joke because my, my two closest relationships in my twenties and now I'm 30 now have been with my great grandmother and with Dorothy. And I don't, you know, and I'm just like, you know, one of these days, I would like friends that don't die on me. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, know I think about that, that with Scorpio, Doug too. So. I'm like, I'm like, he, he's like 64, but it was, it was, but it was that way for me too, because you know, <laughs> just to make a long story short, I, I learned about astrology and natural medicine in Chicago through mentors. And now I'm learning homeopathy through a mentor. And it's like, yeah, like my best friends are like my grandparents age or like my parents age. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it's so special. And that is so yeah. cool that Doug created a school for you. And I, I can only imagine how much has come through. Oh my gosh. So much. And that's why I love that you kind of tie in things like herbalism and flower essences into astrology. Cause that's kind of what I started doing in my human design readings is I would be like, oh, this is a sticky point in your charter. You know, you're having trouble deconditioning mm -hmm. here. Let's shift this energetically. And it can be so powerful to do that. So I'm curious what your experiences with that have been. Yeah, um, life-changing. Um, and, you know, I always, this kind of comes at the point of where like, if I was a generator, oh my gosh, the things I would get done. Um, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> And so I have to be really careful of how deeply and how much I go in with those pieces, because I think when you're working, when you're working with the challenges in someone's chart mm -hmm. and you're working to correct the energetic load of that mm -hmm. is way deeper <laughs> and requires so much more labor that I think a lot of people who are not 
who are not versed in these worlds don't understand what that requires. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and, but what happens in it is completely life-changing because, you know, I, I don't know if you've had this experience with homeopathy, honestly, oh my goodness, homeopathy. <laughs> it's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. And the flower essence as well is like, you can watch somebody who's been struggling with something for five years, you know, who the, this has been a daily struggle for them. Start working with plant medicine, homeopathy, flower essences, and they're just kind of like, it's like they don't even register sometimes that that shifted. They're just like, oh, that was a problem. I have that as a problem. And it's like, I guess not anymore. Congratulations. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I witnessed that um, recently where it was like, you know, I think something um, that can come up in business a lot is like, I think as women, we're kind of taught from a young age, at least most of us are to kind of be competitive against each other. And then you get thrown into social media where you have a lot of comparison. You have like, why is, why am I not doing that in business? Or just a lot of comparison and just a lot of shadowy stuff can come up in the world of social media, whether you're in business or not. And that's what I've seen just recently coming up is like a lot of shifting of that and, and seeing, you know, women as, um, just there to, um, kind of show you what's possible for you and not to like you know, compare yourself. It's like, no, this is what's possible. And we're all in this together. And, you know, it's doesn't have to be this like competitive dog eat dog, you know, one up like thing. And that's, that's what I've been seeing lately. Um, shift, being able to shift that with things like homeopathy and flower essences and being able to show up online in a better way, which is really cool and really needed right now, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and being able to like, so one of the ways I'm working with some people right now is understanding, for example, whenever I look at visibility issues, I start diving into your sun mm -hmm. and its aspects. Mm -hmm. And then we go in deep and then we go in deep. Mm -hmm. And then it's matching that with the right essences or the right homeopathy, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought up the competitive piece as well, because <laughs> I don't know if you went through this when you went through your, your dark night of the soul, but I remember distinctly thinking, gosh, I wish I saw someone publicly share their story that they did it, that they made it through something like this. 100, like thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Like there comes this part of where we're so desperate for, to see somebody else, to know it's possible. And then you get into the business realm and it's like, oh no, look how good she's doing. Right. Yeah. And when really yes. It becomes different. It, it's just showing someone showing you what's possible. And I think also, especially now that we're like in a heart centered, you know, most of the women that I, you, you're coming You're This isn't something like you're like learning a modality. This is coming from your own embodiment, your own nervous system. You know, things in your body that nobody else could replicate. Nobody else could know. And I think once women and like even people who are drawn to certain people start to trust that and trust mm -hmm. that that person has the right encoding, medicine, whatever you want to call it, knowledge, and they trust their own intuitive knowing of that, it's going to, that paradigm will shift. Totally. Yeah. Because you know, there's a reason that you are drawn to somebody or that you compare yourself to somebody or that 
you feel less than compared to somebody and it's because it's possible for you. And it's maybe activating something that um, is unconscious right now, or that you don't recognize that is something that you could do or a gift that you have. And that's why I love that, you know, you're using um, these modalities like astrology and human design to kind of show people what they may be overlooking when it comes Mm to um, what they can offer and maybe where they're holding themselves back without realizing it. So do you want to talk about that a little bit, what you're offering now in that, in that regard? Yeah, well, I think that's like the more nuanced piece of what I'm, I'm offering is like, Mm -hmm. that's like, once I get into it, that's the piece. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen women, especially solopreneurs, spiritual entrepreneurs struggle with is they are so good at their craft. Mm -hmm. They are so good at their craft and they have no idea how to say what they do. (laughs) No idea who their ideal customers are. No idea how to speak to them. Deeply uncomfortable with marketing and are looking at it and going like, do I share quotes? Do I share memes? Do I share these pretty pictures? Like, what do I do? And it's not, and what I, it's not most of their jam, Mm -hmm. right? And unfortunately, that's the vehicle that gets you to creating impactful work. And so <laughs> part of it was just my time with Dorothy. And I, you know, I've been chewing over this and chewing over this and chewing over this for years. And, and finally I was like, Oh, it's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Oh, it's right there. Um, and so actually being able to build a brand where you're not having to guess at what you need to do. You're not having to guess at who your ideal customer is. You're not having to guess on what this program is actually supposed to be about. Um, and then also once we get through that piece and then I get into implement, implement implementation mm-hmm. <laughs> with them is always, it's even when you have clarity and to be clear, this isn't me telling people exactly what to offer or any of those pieces. It's basically like giving you the framework Um, But once we get into that, there's always something underscoring it, whether it's visibility, whether it's fear of being judged, um, whether it's, they think, what I see a lot of times is people, there's almost this palpable feeling because you've been different in society that goes, there's something wrong with me and there's just something fundamentally wrong with me. And if I start sharing this stuff, everyone's going to know, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so it's also being able to dig in and honor those pieces and start moving through them as well with different practices. Ah, I love that. Yeah. It's because it's like, it really is hard, like, um, being an entrepreneur and having to wear so many hats. And like, the truth is, is that Mm -hmm. you may be like, you're saying stellar at like what your offering is, but not so good at maybe Canva or, um, marketing or all these other pieces, finances, you know, and that's when it Mm -hmm. comes to like, you know, it's, it's admitting that you need help and assistance in certain areas and that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, my mentor had mentors, you know, we all have people that we call on for assistance because it's just, it can be so damaging to expect yourself to have to do this all on your own and to be good at everything and to magically know everything. (laughs) It's just not, you know, it's not sustainable energy wise, especially like you're saying, if you're a non-sacral type, like a projector, reflector, manifester, you know, it's just, it's not. And 
So um, I just love that this is kind of being normalized now of like, hey, you know, um, ask for guidance and assistance, you know, like Casey knows how to look, you know, at parts of your chart that maybe you can't see, even if you know this stuff, you know, it's, it's just so helpful to get guidance. Um, and so, yeah, I, I did give you my chart details. If you want to bring this to life for people, uh, just as an example of like, what are some of the things that you dive into, um, in soul of service and in some of the offerings that you have? Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to try to be, you of course have done reading. So, you know, there are some personal pieces in here and I'm trusting nothing too personal. I don't think, um, and you can always edit stuff. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. Okay. So the very first thing of when we're looking at your chart and looking at who your ideal client is, okay. Is these are mostly women who are deeply intuitive, but they're also massively emotional. And what happens is they are super ambitious, super ambitious and set up all these expectations for themselves, incredible amounts of expectations, and it never goes to plan. Mm -hmm. And it ends up turning into this place where, because when you're wanting to create action, when you want, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go a certain place, but Oftentimes our certain place is like really like you're climbing a whole entire mountain and there's lots of little pieces in between. And what happens with them is they're not, they're getting to like here and I'm showing like very short up on the mountain for those of you who cannot see (laughs) and going, oh, this isn't what I want. It's still not happy. It still doesn't feel good. And so there's this piece of like, they'll either go and explode. They'll go into this massive shutdown mode and they're still not getting where they want to go. And it's mostly emotional work that you're going to be doing. Mm. Not only just, not only, let me put this in this perspective. It's not just learning how to regulate those emotions and ride them out, but also getting to the root of what actually satisfies them because it's never the thing. It's never the thing on the top of the mountain. It's that feeling of accomplishment. Okay. Well, how can we get that feeling of accomplishment here? And how can we stop? And these are women who are pulled in so many different directions, want so many different things. And they also have a tendency to go, uh, things that it's going to take a lot of labor that is not necessary. Hmm. Um, and so what you're really doing is working on their ability to receive. And then also the, I, like the vision that I get in your business is like, you've got to find their boat, slash their you got to find your boat. You got to find your paddleboard. Like there are going to be times in life where, you know, there's so much, especially in the spiritual space of like, you need to be fluid and for sure, like don't suppress, don't be fluid. But you know, if you are in still water and you want to get somewhere, your arms might hurt while you paddle. And that is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it is okay. Like you don't have to give totally over to your emotions. And so a lot of your work is focusing in on that. And, and of course, looking from the homeopathy perspective, emotions can wreak so much havoc. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, but it, a lot of what your work is, is speaking to the letting go of those expectations. Um, so that they can just, instead of going, uh, let's go back to the ship scenario. Instead of going like, I want to go from Spain to Paris. I got on a boat. And they're sitting there going, I want to be in Paris. I want to be in Paris. I'm not in Paris. I'm pissed I'm not in Paris. This is such crap. 
you know, is going, hey, did you see how beautiful this storm was? Did you enjoy? Did you see the dolphins? Did you pause and enjoy your life and create it as an adventure rather than this point A to point B? And I mean, it's really rich work that you'll do. Um, and then the That's other like the piece healing of it journey. Is, okay. Yeah, <laughs> very much so, very much so. And the next piece though is like when you're creating your brand, your brand is one of connecting different people to ideas that are gonna move them forward. But, and so when I'm talking about your brand, I'm talking in part about your messaging um, and this is so, this is your messaging and this is also your aesthetics because your brand is one of, and I, this is, I'll be clear, not everyone has this, but you do, is making things aesthetically beautiful. And by that is, I don't mean the fake Instagram poses on the beach, that kind of thing. But it's like, actually, instead of worrying so much about what you want to say and how you're going to communicate these depths and these pieces is allowing yourself to create art, mm. allowing yourself to create imagery or poetry. I mean, you have to be able to speak in nuance rather than straightforward. Like you are not a solution maker. Please don't come and educate me. I don't, you know, that's going to turn people off. <laughs> you are there to stir something in people and inspire and make it passionate. Um, and also, so like when I'm looking at that, you know, it's very much brighter colors in a lot of ways. There needs to be this piece of life can be hard and deeply exciting. You know, it, again, going back to the boat situation, you can see a storm coming and be like, oh, I'm going to die. Or you can like grab hold stand there, get slapped in the face and be like, well, this is something new. Wow. You know, and that's kind of like what your brand is, is this place of being able to inspire people into adventure while also matching them up with the, the ideas, the sayings, the poems, the piercing pieces of life that's going to make them crack open and come alive. Mm. Um, and so like, if you tried to do educational or teach or did dry content or even tried to do something funny it's not going to work for you mm. right so like I'll see people or I'll see it another way with some clients where they're trying so hard to be straightforward and educational and they're meant to be funny like their message is meant to be funny and or it's the other way around they're trying to be all inspirational and they're meant to be educational um let me pause for a second. I have more, but yeah, <laughs> do you want me to keep going? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So also when you're creating offerings, you're meant to create more long form offerings. And I mean, looking in your chart, you're way more of a teacher than you are necessarily a guide. But when you guide back to people, um, the pieces, when someone's coming in with you is you are getting them clear on what is most exciting for them. So you are really, really good at detaching all of the <laughs> conditioning around who they think they are and allowing them to start detaching from what they think they should be doing into what they're most excited to. Like literally helping them create a life that they're excited to be in. Even like they could call you up and be like, well, it's 
half of a trash can on fire, but man, let me tell you about this exciting stuff that happened. Like that's your medicine. Um, and then also when you're creating offerings, again, it's probably going to be more longer form, like teaching courses probably are not going to, I mean, like you could teach courses, um, but you would probably always want to have some amount of like somebody being in there, you know, where there's a very clear journey mm. for people to go through. Um, and then also you're meant to work by yourself. You, you can definitely hire a team, but one of the things that I give you is your work is never going to look like anybody else's. And the moment it starts looking like anybody else's or you're trying to look and see like, what? I have all these different pieces. How do I put them together? You want to close out the world, go into your little creative den. You might even need some time away from reality for a little while and go, how can I clobber these pieces together in a way that excites me? Clobber might not be the right word, but compound these pieces together um yeah so that I mean that's just like one piece but creative inspiring expression more than information um and building those like one-on-one relationships um and matching people up to I and releasing expectations in life so life can be an adventure that's like the top little layer of what I do I love that. Thank you for that. And um, I hope that was helpful as an illustration. And I guess you learned a little bit about me along the way. And it's funny, Casey, because my like foray into the internet was like live journal, blog spot, like, like um, little, uh, like I had like, I think at least like 10 different blogs that I just wrote like random poetry. Right. That was like just for me. And like, it was how my friends and I would communicate like on the internet. We would just like write little pieces to each other. Like, look at this song lyric or, you know, it was very much like that creative expression that you talked about. And it's like, it's so true. Like for anybody else, like that resonates with that, that like is naturally more, um, you know, it's kind of like in my astrology, my Mercury is in the 12th and Pisces. So it's very much that it's like very dreamy and um, not so straightforward. And it's like, when you get into the Instagram world and you can compare yourself, like, well, I should be giving, you know, detailed information. Like when I got into human design, I was like, oh, I need to make educational content. And I was always like, oh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) You know, and it's like, listen to that though. You know, it's like, I think everybody knows deep inside, like what they like, what, what they, um, resonate with and what just lights them up and mm-hmm. pushes them forward and it's like listen to that and try not to um lose that when you're comparing yourself because it's like when you step into the world of business whenever there's like um resources or money involved it can get you kind of pulled into like a, a mild or maybe even moderate to severe survival mode of like i have to make money oh my god so I'm going to throw away all the things that make me unique and like, just listen to what this business coach has to say that has no idea who I am in my chart. And (laughs) Uh -uh. no. And I think that's one of the most damaging things that happens is because everybody's strategy is so unique. Everybody's business is so unique. And I mean, this is, this is you, not your, your next program, not your next like your actual official business and how you come together. Um, 
all of those things. And what happens is I see a lot of people go like hardcore on, I'm going to listen to this person's strategy that worked for them. And it does not work for that person. And then they go, business is never going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And what's so hard to see is, especially for those like heart-centered soulpreneurs, when it's coming from your deep, like inside is it's not just hurting you in an ego sense. It's hurting you and going, oh, I'm never going to be seen in that. And then I see that ripple effect in their homes and they're going, well, if I can't be seen in my business, my husband will never see me. My kids will never see me. I'll never, my friends will never see me. And so I, you know, I think one of the most incredible things people can do is understand these pieces of themselves, whether just for business or just for, um, just being human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's like, so. it's, it's true. It's like these things in our lives are not compartmentalized. They all are connected by a thread. And so it's like, if you're, if you're doing, if you're showing up authentically in business, that means you're showing up authentically in relationship. It means you're showing up more authentically, um, as a mom, as you know, whatever it is. And it's like, it gives you permission to, to do that in all areas of life. And it's such a journey to get there. And there's many pitfalls and lessons along the way. And, um, to just give yourself grace around it. Like if you have signed up for like um, a business um, coaching in the past and you ha- you beat yourself up because the strategy didn't work. Well, it's because maybe it wasn't crafted to your unique abilities and what you're uniquely here to do. And that's why I think, it, you know, you know I, I'm such like a, an advocate for just having things be based around like who you uniquely are, whatever that is, whether that be medicine, whether that be um, business, you know, anything in human design, mm-hmm. astrology, these are tools that we've been gifted to help us navigate that and to see it before we can see it in ourselves. It's like a reflection. It's like a mirror back. And then you can say, oh yeah, I, I took that for granted or, oh, okay. This is how I can have more ease in this area of life. Absolutely. I mean, it's almost like, I mean, there are times in our lives where you would like go out on a trail without a map, you know, like there are times where you're like, or you're like, I'm just going to drive around on these back roads and not know where I'm going to end up. There, there is a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. And then there is also a time and a place where you're like, no, I want to get where I want to go. So I'm going to use a map mm-hmm. and whether it's astrology or even sometimes you just want somebody co-pilot. And that's what I think of with herbalism and homeopathy and all of that. It's just I want to actually get where I think I'm supposed to go. Hmm. So I'm going to get help. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if you could see yourself like at the beginning of your business, at the beginning of your journey into entrepreneurship, what is something that you would tell younger Casey that you know now that you wish you knew then? Hmm. <laughs> put down the astrology book and go buy business books (laughs) because becoming a better astrologer is not going to be the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think there's always, it's not to say like you should just like you've read one astrology book or whatever, and you should just jump into business because I see that sometimes and it's really nerve wracking. Um, (laughs) but you know, there's always, you know, there's a reason why I don't do birth charts anymore is like once you, there are definitely a time and place for beginners. And I think a lot of people wait too long to begin. And then what happens is they 
I've not spent any time understanding what it takes to run a business. And a business is a relationship. You know, it's kind of like you would not marry someone without getting to know them. And it's the same way with your business. Like you have to put time, effort, energy. You have to learn it just as much as you learn your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would have saved me so much heartache. <laughs> yeah, I totally hear that. And it's like, also, sometimes you need to actually experience what it's like to be in that profession to see, you know, do I even like this? You know, if it's always like intellectual knowledge and you're not applying it in life, then, you know, mm-hmm. you come to, you know, say that you have a post go viral or something and all of a sudden you have all these clients and you're like, I don't have the infrastructure for this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's another thing. If you are if you do anything like tarot, astrology, uh, human design, even herbalism, that's the other thing. Create a client note. So I finally learned um, to, after all of my sessions, I write down client notes and like write down the most important pieces sometimes before, but it's something new that's come up because one of my most awkward calls of my life was I had had somebody come in, I think for like a solar return reading or something, a yearly reading. And then they came back a year later and was just like, and I was like, I said that I don't have the chart. I don't even remember what chart it was. And I was so, so embarrassed. I mean, it was, it was accurate. Like she was, it was correct, but I was like, I have no idea what this person's talking about. And I should definitely know what this person's talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a good point. Yeah. And it's, you know, it can be hard. You know, I think this is especially relevant, you know, like you're saying for people who are more in like the esoteric or like kind of, I don't know, like, you know, we're, we're not speaking to people who are like in finance or who are like more inclined to this type of thing. Like we're speaking to more creatives that, that, you know, it's just like, kind of like oil and vinegar. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, they don't mix very well. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to, um, to wear both of those hats, you know, and to think in that way. And I think there's also just so much grace in the journey too, where it's like, even if you make a mistake, you know, with your business, it's, it's okay because you're going to learn so much. And actually, you know, even if you try to not, or you try to be perfect, you're going to make the mistake anyway. So you might as well just make it and learn from it and move on and, you know, pivot from there. Absolutely. I mean, the idea of going through your business without having some embarrassing moments is, I, I don't like to use the word impossible, but um, yeah, you're going to be human. You're going to be human in your business too. It's going to be messy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, as we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to, to say, to touch on? No, this is so fun. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. Yeah. I think my last question for you is, um, are there any resources, um, that you can tell us about that, you know, that you think would be helpful for people to get started, you know, either in business or, um, even astrology or anything like that, anything you want to leave the listeners with books or websites or podcasts, anything like that. Okay. Books. Uh, for astrology, I always recommend Stephen, if you're new, Stephen Forrest, Theater Sky, um, and then Mythic 
mythic astrology, I think is the name of it. One of my favorites. It was one that made, finally made it make sense. Um, for business, some of my favorites to follow, of course, Polar Lesko. I will, uh, to the ends of the earth, scream Polar Lesko's name if for anybody wanting to, especially in energetics and business. My business has been so radically transformed by her. And even sometimes just reading her old free stuff, it, amazing resource. Um, I also, I do love, if you're wanting a push in business and some real talk, I love Sarah Dan. Um, she is a little bit more going to get you going and it's not for every season of business, but it's definitely, if you're needing that push to get up and sell, because I see that happening so much, definitely Sarah Dan. Um, Alpha Femme, of course. I'm rather new to her world, but I love her workshops. Um, human design. Uh, I am Eden Carpenter. Um, have I, is that, I'm blanking now. <laughs> oh, those are great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then um, where can people find you? Okay, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Casey Denae. And then you can find me at CaseyDenae.com. Amazing. And I will have that linked below. Thank you, Casey. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me. It was so fun. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys.